Hi, and welcome to the Theory Podcast. My name is Bernard Kriska, and I'll be co-hosting along with Hassan Mohammed and our guests discussing topics all the way from business and history to conspiracy theories and existential questions. I really hope you enjoy the podcast. So hello and welcome to the first podcast. Uh, today's podcast, I guess we'll just get to know each other since it's actually just the third, first podcast. So uh, today I'm with... Yeah, hello, I'm Hassan. Hassan Mohammed. Yep, so would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and uh, the reason for starting the podcast? Yeah, man, okay, well, to be fair, like, I'm Hassan Mohammed. Some of you know me, some of the listeners will know me, some don't. But basically, like, I'm originally Egyptian. I've been living here for, like, five years right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm very interested in business, not gonna lie. Like, I've had, like, I'm working on my clothing brand right now, you know, I've had my production company. So that's not actually the first thing I'm doing. But yeah, I just thought like we could do a podcast because like I talk to people a lot, you know. <laughs> like, I think it's kind of like, the same for both of us, right. like, you know, talk to people a lot. So why don't we just record it? You know what I mean? Just record it and like just share some stuff with some people. I mean, we can't do much during this time right now with COVID and stuff. Yeah. So might as well do that. Mm, you know? Yeah, well, uh, I'm Bernard Kriska. Some people might know me, some people might not know me. I guess it's advertised on Instagram, so people would probably know us. So I am from yeah. Poland originally, and I've lived in the UK and Poland in a few different uh, places in both countries. So I moved here when I was uh, quite young, and then we moved back. It's, it's a complicated story. lived in the UK and in Poland yeah. all my life. So the reason why I wanted to start the podcast is, as uh, Hasam said, I'd also talk to a lot of people, and I enjoy talking to people. So, I mean, if... Uh, I can get something out of it and people can actually get something out of listening to me talk to other people as well by learning from it then i guess it's a win-win for everyone it's not for the money it's just more for the fun because a podcast is something i've always actually wanted to do along with uh, youtube and some other things and if you never try you never really know where things can take exactly. in life i mean the smallest of things yeah, yeah. for some people have taken them like a really long way like if you look at some big youtubers like memeless or pewdiepie they just started as fun and now i mean look at them there's some of the most recognizable exactly. people so i guess if you never try then you never know and that's what i wanted Perfect. to try and do here because well you never know unless you don't try exactly exactly just give it a go yeah. don't you? like and that's the thing because like, i see a lot of people not gonna like they want to do a lot of things they no they, they do like, people talk the talk but they don't do the walk and i think the main reason for that is uh like peer pressure but it's not exactly peer pressure to do the things it's not to them because i mean even when we were advertising this, someone popped up to my story and just said, like, oh, why are you doing it? It's kind of cringe. Well, I mean, it from a personal point of view, I'm up to the point in life where if someone really tells me stuff like that, I really wouldn't care. Just purely because okay. if I, the last thing I want is to lay on my deathbed and realize I, I could have oh, done something right. and I didn't do it just because... <laughs> someone told me not to yeah. and it's man you get some people though like you get some people that are just like all the time like oh, just why such, are you doing such pessimists like, and i think you don't need a pessimistic it's just uh-huh. it weighs you down honestly it takes more effort to actually be negative uh-huh. than uh, be a positive person yeah like for example like when i did that blurb like when i had blurb production so my right. my, my uh, actual production company so it was me and the guy called jake Wright. Yep. and uh, basically like i was doing all the business side so i was getting the contacts i was doing the advertisement etc and he was doing mm-hmm. all the actual production and writing yep and uh man i had a lot of people just taking the piss etc but like i always just thought to myself like okay what are you doing <laughs> like yep. are you doing something <laughs> else like if you do something better than me take the piss out of mind but what are you actually doing right yeah. exactly yeah i remember when i was quite young and i also started a youtube channel i mean at the time maybe it was a bit cringe but it's something i enjoyed doing and i mean if uh something you like doing outweighs people telling you not to do it because it's stupid it's definitely worth doing because you 
definitely going to yeah. regret it in the future, not taking the chances. I mean, yeah, if you take it, then at least you know what happens. But uh, exactly, so man, like you mentioned uh, Blood Productions. So actually, is uh, your like experience with business with Blood Productions and overall as a whole? That was, the, bro, that was the first start ever. So for me, like, I always wanted to start in business, but I didn't know where to start, and I had no contacts whatsoever. Right. So for me, that was kind of like, I've seen Jake, I've seen what he was doing with his films and stuff, and I was like, you know what? I, I, I'll ring him. So I rang him, we spoke, first time ever. Like, I didn't know him. So we rang, I rang him, mm-hmm. we spoke for the first time, and I was like, do you want to do a production company? And then we went from there, really. Yeah, well, that. definitely. Yeah. Finding like-minded people to do things with is definitely a big advantage rather than to doing, doing them to, uh, yourself. As maybe you might not be confident definitely. enough to do something, so it's definitely better to have someone do but with you. See, but for me, though, like this first experience taught me a lot, though, because like I didn't know, like it was my first time in business. So for me, mm-hmm. like that, like that told me I don't really work like as a team, like well. If I'm yeah. not, like I don't work with partners well, that's the problem. Like. Because right. both of us were so strong-minded in our own thing. So I was like, I'll do it my way. He's like, I'll do it my way. It was so hard. You know what I mean? It was like, yep. all the time. Like, there was a lot of stuff that was happening behind the scenes, man. Like, I had crazy phone calls, crazy mm. texts. It was bad. Yeah, I, I got the pleasure to actually meet Jacob at the party. He's a really nice guy. So def- it was definitely nice work uh, for you to work with him, for sure. But, oh, um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, so- it just showed me another perspective you know what i mean right yeah that's why i enjoy people talking to people as you get more experience just from talking to them because maybe they've failed somewhere and then you can learn from their failures as well exactly so yeah Mm. what about you with with, with selling stuff because you uh, used to sell and you you still sell stuff don't you right yeah yeah. so i actually uh last year well a big uh, hobby of mine for a long time has been researching world war ii and i'm really uh, like armored vehicles and tanks so I combined the idea of liking tanks and wanting to do something with my life and started a business. So I actually started a resailing business uh, for yeah. tank parts and uh, World War II uniforms and other accept- like equipment. So the theory, uh, the theory behind it was I'd be importing things from uh, Poland where they'd be a lot cheaper as I had a lot of contacts there. Yeah. So then resell it in the UK for a higher price as it's uh, more in demand and there's less of it here since World War II didn't actually happen inland here. So exactly. that's, that was the thing behind it. So actually uh, with lots of things I bought tank tracks for example and then I restored ah, them and man. then I sold them, uh, sold them for more money. So it that's, was actually a very crazy. enjoyable thing. That is crazy. Okay, but that's yeah. such a niche market. Like, what, right, like, right. Like experience-wise, what did you gain from that? What was the struggles and what was like the, the gains from that? So actually, uh, once you look into it, the market for us is very, very, very wide. I know of people. I've actually managed to meet them a few times. There's a guy called Bruce Crompton. He actually runs a show called Combat Dealers. And he's okay. like a multimillionaire. And he owns yeah. tanks for thousands, and he's actually managed to sell one to an Australian museum for 13 million recently. So the market Whoa. price is quite quite big. Look about business, right? And then if you manage to meet some of these people, and you also manage to meet other people through going to some uh, shows, for example, where you can sell things or buy things, then that's yeah. a, that's a lot of good. I've actually met so many, so many people through this. I've met people all over Europe, which I'm actually some of them are my best friends now. And That's it's crazy, it's man. just great. So the experience definitely it's worth it for the experience for making friends and actually making contacts because a lot of these people also have other things on the side like IT or film production, for example. And you can there's unlimited yeah. possibilities. It opens a lot of doors. So yeah, the reason why I wanted to do it is because it's something I enjoyed. And I know a guy who actually um, owns a very well-renowned business is one of the best uh, yeah. the best one in uh, europe for selling world or two uniforms and things and it was a big inspiration it's something i w- always wanted exactly. to do for a while so i thought well if i don't do it then 
there's nothing exactly. I'm going to gain from it. It's just but... kind of like you reach that point, though. Like, sometimes, like, you reach that point where you've got idea, we've got everything, but you're kind of scared to take that first step. Yeah, like, but I had once you time, take the you first step, it's easy. Yeah, I, I, I definitely had it. Like, you have everything ready, but then you start getting second thoughts. You're like, oh, is it going to yeah, work? Like, is it going to like, Even, in fact, before recording this podcast, I thought for a second, like, mm, how are we going to advertise it? Who's going to watch it? But then if we get people on the podcast, then they're going to advertise as well. It's going to open up to a bigger yeah. audience. And hopefully, like, get bigger views. it's just a natural process. Yeah, like, as I said, for me, like, I'm doing this just for, like, kind of fun. Like, you know, like, I, like I've learned something because, like, in business, I've learned I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I'm such an asshole in business. Like, people that know me, they know I'm nice or whatever. But in business, well, I'm such an asshole. And, like, I didn't want to go into this as a business because I know how hard it is for it as a business in that kind of area. Yeah, so it's just more for fun and doing something I want, uh, we yeah. wanted to do. Because if you don't do it, then you never know what could come from it exactly exactly and like for me i just wanted to do this because like as i said i speak to a lot of people and i was like why not you know what i mean why mm. not just do it yeah exactly and, like, it's that, that kind of like bumps in like you know like with people like i know a lot of people that are gonna listen to this etc it's not only about business guys like whatever you do like for real whatever you do do you ever like have this time where you're like i'm ready i've got everything ready but it's kind of like you're just scared for that first step you're like oh and then you hesitate and then you never do it mm. Yeah, it's that period, man. It's that period you just have to, like, just, just jump in, you know? It's like with Blur. I had the same thing. I was like, oh, man. I was like, at a point, me and Jake were like, okay, we've got everything ready. But I was so kind of, like, nervous. I was like, how do I do I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We just made an Instagram, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, once you take, start taking the steps, it becomes a lot easier to do, for sure. Because once you have something to work off, it's, the ideas just come endlessly. Yeah, like like hundred percent. Like it's 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 one of the hardest things at first step. So like, guys, if you're listening, if you're thinking about business or anything like that, man, just jump, just jump in. <laughs> it's like definitely worth in. doing because if you don't do it, you'll regret it, which I've said multiple times in this podcast. 100%. And obviously, you meet people, even if it fails. This failure only exists if you actually give up. If you don't give up, if the idea just doesn't work out, if you give no. up, then you fail. But if you don't give up and just carry on and try and prove it, then eventually the odds of success are being increased. And you never know what could happen. It's literally, we sometimes uh, the actual world and life is crazy than fiction and stuff. So it's definitely just doing what you want to do because you never know what could come from it. 100%. Like for me to be fair, like if you look at, if you look at it like from a financial point of view, blur, I would look at it in financial point of view as a massive failure. Mm. Some people would think that. For me, I don't think about it like this at all. Like with this, with Blur, I went to BBC Radio. I've got some contacts with some people that are there. You know, I've got some contacts with presenters that are there. Actually, my name was out there for a while. People knew me through that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like when you look at it, it's not such a failure. It's actually a success in the sense of like it's that first step, you know. Yeah. Like with my brand right now, I've been working on my brand for like two years now. Mm-hmm. And it's hard work, not going to lie. But like, you know, it's kind of like, it's it's always what you gain from it. It's yeah. nothing as a failure. It's only a failure if you don't gain anything. You know, if you just in and that's it. Yeah, I mean, as on a personal level, even if um, my resale business did fail, which it hasn't, it's just hard to keep up with because obviously uh, due to the coronavirus, it was harder to import things over, and then it was just yeah. a lot of effort to actually uh, sell it because some items you have to put up like a few more times for, for people to uh, gain interaction. Since I didn't actually have a website, it was just a resale business from Instagram and Facebook. But yeah, uh-huh. it depends how you really look at life. The glass could either be half full or half empty. Like you could be exactly. content or you can always just, well, there's always going to be someone that would want what you have right now. And you probably, people don't realize it unless something bad actually happens to them. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with this hundred percent. Like to be fair, like guys, like this episode, by the way, we're not really there's nothing a specific topic we're talking about. So in here, we kind of just explain about we're talking about everything, just explaining stuff from our sides and just telling you who we are. Because some of you don't know who I am, some of you don't know who Bernard is. Okay, right. it's kind of some of you don't know who most of us are. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like we're speaking about kind of like our experience in business right now. Because you know sometimes it's kind of like. It's one of the things that you kind of like just reflect on because it's good that like Bernard, for example, had his own business, etc. And I had kind of the same thing. So we can actually reflect on that because some of you might have been like starting your own business like right now, just like a small thing or whatever for the first time. And you don't know anyone because when you see like for me, for example, I struggled. I don't know about you, but I struggled when I was looking at people like everyone that you look at, like Steve Jobs, whatever, etc. Big businesses. They don't tell you actually like yeah they're struggling how they start but how they actually felt when they started. No one actually tells yeah, you. Yeah, no one. Uh, yeah, exactly. Once you get so big, people only look at the highlights, but no, hardly anyone looks at the failures. So I mean, Steve Jobs literally started in his garage, and how could he yeah. thought it would turn into one of the biggest companies in the world? Like, he probably didn't even think exactly. of that. He just kind of wanted to do his own thing because he actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had that vision though, because like we're here right now, we're just talking like in this podcast, guys, we're just trying to kind of like reflect stuff like from our own perspective, like mm. talk to you about our own perspective on things, because you don't find a lot of teenagers that got podcasts <laughs> speaking about stuff like that. That's one thing I figured out. So like, I mean, just get a yeah. perspective that you might hear, like that, that you might relate to. In, in fact, hardly anyone is quite similar to i mean uh, obviously there's not going to be anyone identical to you in the world but i mean uh, oh, yeah. our age and our generation i've only met literally a handful of people that are actually determined to do well a lot of people just kind of rely and they think it'll come to them but they never take the action as we said before it's like all the exactly. talk never the walk but uh-huh. it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of actually saddening because maybe they do people reach an age where they realize they have to do something i mean i've gladly reached it now which i'm kind of happy about because i, I realized i don't want to be working a nine to five job because a lot of people don't actually same enjoy here. it it's <laughs> same here well, we... you never find you never find someone that's doing a nine to five you know that actually loves each other like <gasps> all of them are waiting for the weekend yeah, so there's, bad there's, some, I mean, there's two ways you can look at it you can either hate the nine to five all of it because you actually do something you enjoy i mean if you enjoy it then if you got a uh, job in it i mean you'd probably like that job uh, Providing yeah, you wouldn't but be would, would you rock. ever would you ever be a millionaire doing a nine to five? Would you be from that one percent doing a nine to five? Most probably not. Actually, I think it's something exactly. along the lines of eighty percent of uh, millionaires actually have above six sources of six sources of income. So, the more things you exactly. do, the, the the better it all becomes. So, so like you you find all these people that are like making a lot of money, and like I had this. Okay, so I have this feeling all the time. Like I believe, guys, that like sounds as cringy as it sounds. But everyone's got a purpose. Like, you don't understand this. Like, we're on here. Everyone's got a purpose. Whatever your purpose is, you know, you'll figure it out somehow. I figured mine out. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would hate to have that 9 to 5. Like, I know I will at some point. I will be I'll be kind of in delusion if I think, like, oh, I'm not going to have that 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. I will. I yeah. will. But there's, but there's the thing of I will have it for a short period of time to, like, succeed in what I want to do. And then I'll do that. And there's other people that just want to do a nine to five and live comfortable. Right. That way. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, Nothing good's ever come from being in a comfort zone. You only develop and learn once you're out of your comfort zone. So, I mean, if you want to take a further risk, okay, sure. Some people don't take a further risk. Like people, uh, a lot lot of my parents' friends are around the age of 40, 50, and they're like, oh, I wish I did something differently in life. And the reason why they can't change it at the age of 40 or 50 is because they've all got families. So if you're, 
obviously at a young age exactly. you don't have a risk you don't have a family you don't have like a house you don't have a mortgage everything to pay off and I, so you can take a risk and probably not worry about it because you can only lose money and you can only gain experience from it so it's better to start a business now because later on then or take a risk now it's definitely worth it because later on you're just not you might not be in the position to do so because you've got too much to risk yeah so basically like for people that are listening right now okay i'm just saying like we're not telling you to start a business okay <laughs> that's not our point okay it'll be great but that's not it's our just point. more our to discover is... what you think you would like what? to do it's definitely better to do yeah. something more enjoyable that you actually have a passion for rather than exactly. working so there's people i know in fact a lot of successful people that work for the money and don't enjoy their jobs i actually talked to a person yesterday mm -hmm. they said their parents well, they have a good job, they have a good source of income, but they don't necessarily like it. I mean, you can either be like successful it. for the money or you can be successful by doing something you actually really, really enjoy. But to be fair, I would think like, like a lot of people that are listening right now, they're probably like our friends or whatever, or even people that we don't know. But when they're listening right now and reflecting on it, I would guarantee you 98, 99% of them want to be rich. Yeah, I want to be a Most probably. The people that contact me, contacted me about where can they watch the podcast, there are people that I, I actually uh, keep in good contact with because we think in a, in a similar way. Not in a yeah. typical way of wanting to live an easy life and uh, just living for the weekend exactly. and holidays. It's, I don't think that's what it should be about at the end of the day. I think the world is so mm -hmm. big for people to actually explore it and do things yeah. they want to do because i mean for myself picturing a life of working i don't know in a staying in Laos all my life staying in the uk all my life and working like at a local business someone someone's going to oh. benefit from it like the business owner is going to benefit but you you're going to be working a nine to yeah. five for someone else so why not work for someone else and have people work for exactly. you it just doesn't make much sense yeah. to me why would throw your life away and no. people especially now people just go to college to learn a certain profession i mean if you did something more like Actually, in fact, in my opinion, school isn't even that necessary. A lot of the things now, like maybe not 50 years ago, there's a lot of the things now. You can literally go to a library, learn from books or on the internet. Yeah, I think to be fair, like for my opinion, I think school is necessary in the sense of it depends on what profession you're on. Right. Because I'm not going to go to a doctor that just learned how to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah this is this is okay. the analogy I use of, for example, universities are worth going to if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Because yeah. for things... Doctor, engineer, medical schools, etc. But if you want to go into business... It's the the best way is to just go out and do it, honestly. Kill. Exactly. I'm just get, get, gain the... Like, if, okay, so for me, for example, as I was saying, like 99% of the people that are listening wants to be a millionaire, want to be rich, etc. But for me, I think it's like at the point that, you know, but they don't know how to do it. Mm. Okay. So they don't know what business or whatever they should do. However, if they figure out, they're looking at it from a very different perspective, like a wrong perspective. They figure out why they want to be rich. Yeah. I, that's when they're going to figure out what they want to do. I actually don't think from a lot of people I've spoken to, maybe we're just at this age, but yeah. actually I don't think a lot of people actually realize no what they want to do or how they want to get it because you said people obviously it's, it's by nature people want to be successful and people want to be the best but no one actually thinks yeah. of how to get there if you know what i mean it's yeah or why or, or why do you want right to do exactly because some people just think oh yeah money and just have other people working <laughs> for them yeah, like, it's, it's all nice but you've got to get there somehow and i think the best way of doing it, you can, as I said, you can uh, start a business for the money. You can start it for your own enjoyment. So it's yeah. better to start for... if you enjoy and looking at and not looking at the money. The money will just come with it. That's very true. And and when you look at that, like Steve Jobs, for example, Steve Jobs, I relate. If if we're gonna look at people, like I always like to, 
like look at successful people if i'm gonna relate to anyone i'd relate to steve jobs in the sense of like we kind of both similar like mindset wise in business okay we're both like very you know like strong minded mm-hmm. we've, we've got a great vision and we just wanted to do it like with him he didn't know how to code <laughs> you know he didn't know how he didn't know how to code. He didn't know how to design. However, he had the vision. So for him, he would look at something. He was like, I want to turn it like this. And get other people to do it for him. But he was like, I want to turn it like this. I'm going to push it to turn it like this. Yeah. You know? And that's what made him different. Because when you look at Bill Gates, he knew how to code. You know, Bill Gates knew how to code. Bill Gates started this. But Steve Jobs actually had people that knew how to code, but didn't know how <laughs> to use it. And he's like, man, I've got a vision. I'm going to use this. And for me... For example, with the clothing brand, I can design, yeah, but I can't actually tailor clothes. I can't do mm-hmm. clothes. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't, you know, I can't, I like, I can't do this. But for me, I just, some people would say, I can't do this and sit back. But for me, I, but, but what have I got? I've got a vision. I could see this. I could see that. I could see this, what people don't see. And when you look at your own skills and how you're going to implement it to this, you're going to see, okay, so I can still yeah, do you this. You can definitely do you things, I mean? but it's, no one is, per- no one's perfect and no one's ever going to be perfect to be able to do most things yeah. it will take a lot of practice and time to do it but it's, de- it's definitely as you said yeah as long as you have the vision anything is possible because exactly. i think the vision is the most important thing if you're going to start business or if, you, if you've got work like if you want to be like a doctor or a dentist etc you just have to have the vision where you want to be in 10 years in five years in three years you know a vision is not only in right, your business yeah. but a vision could be just in your life well in general, where, where you would know? you actually see yourself in 10 years since you mentioned it Oh, man. Okay. So I see myself, there's two scenarios. Okay. So for me in 10 years, I would either be a millionaire with a very successful right. business, uh, living in uh, probably a penthouse somewhere, <laughs> New York City or Toronto. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably by that time, I would have built about four or five schools okay. in Africa and kind of trying to change the education system mm-hmm. over there. So for me, like that, that's where I see myself. So that's the successful scenario. Right. Okay. The other scenario is, I would be still struggling, but in my vision, I would just think like, I want to be in that penthouse doing this and this and that. So there's no third option. It's either like, I'll be struggling to do it or I would, right. you know, that's what I see myself. What about you? What you well, you? I'd say quite, quite similarly, my ideal plan would be, uh, well, uh, the goal I, the main goal I set myself this decade is to uh, actually own a Tesla. So hopefully I have a, I have a oh, Tesla yeah. because it, it, yeah. is, it is my dream. <laughs> And from a, from a wider perspective, I'd like to own a business. I'd like to actually own a podcast that is watched by a decent amount of people, maybe possibly even a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. I just want to do things I've always wanted to do and then definitely start a business. Because yeah. my initial plan is to actually start a business that provides a service and then sell the business exactly. uh, to a larger company that actually needs this uh, service often. And then for that money, invest it into something a lot bigger. Like my vision, well, I wouldn't say vision because it would be very hard to achieve. But my dream for one day would definitely to be uh, owning an interorbital space travel company. So something like SpaceX is doing now. Um, they're making spacecrafts yeah, uh, that say, travel, from, yeah, travel in <laughs> half an hour from, for example, Tokyo to London. And it's, just, yeah. it's just for me, it's very interesting how uh, commercial travel and space travel is uh, could be used in a way to actually just make life on earth better which i think is pretty great because i mean who wouldn't want to go from tokyo yeah. to london in half an hour right it'd just be very convenient exactly. yeah yeah like to be honest like for me i just like mm-hmm. i'll ask you a question okay that's a question i've been asked before and would you rather be rich and famous or would you rather be rich and not famous or would you rather be just famous and like you don't care mm, about how much but... money you got 
I think rich, uh, it's going to sound uh, superficial, but I think rich and famous just because, uh, from my from my point of view, you can obviously see rich and famous because, oh, well, you want to be known and you want the money to buy nice things of it. But from my perspective, uh, being rich and yeah. famous, uh, being famous, obviously, you could give you a lot of influencing power. So if you wanted to do good, then people would obviously listen to you because you're well known and because you've got the money, you can also do a lot of good of that money. So I think that's yeah. one way to look at it. I mean, the other option for me, if in 10 years I don't actually have a successful company, but definitely I'm hopefully millionaire this year. And then you never, uh, not this year, sorry, this decade. I mean, that'd be a bit crazy. And yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, this year would be amazing. <laughs> be, beyond the, dec- the decade, uh, hopefully just growing, maybe billionaire. But I mean, it's, it's not impossible because someone actually has to, someone has to be the billionaire. And uh, but yeah, if if not, then probably working towards it very very hard. Or it's because sometimes with some things in life, a lot of uh, with a lot of things, I've realised that um, people tell you these things constantly, like oh yeah, you have to work hard to get somewhere. But until something actually happens, until something triggers you to go and do it, you're not going to yeah. realise it. I think it's something to do with neurological pathways. People know this, but they don't want to implement it just because nothing's triggered well their thought system to think in a certain way so i mean i've had things happen to me that have made me think a lot differently to what i did a year ago for example and i'm sure you've also had things that have made you think in a different way and take completely different perspectives and i think it's best to have an open perspective because if you just stay small-minded and aren't willing to learn new things then there's not a lot of point in doing anything because your perspective could frankly quite just be wrong and by talking to people, you yeah, like I gain so, so, so much, especially with books and podcasts. That's why I enjoy reading and listening to both of them. Oh, what was I was going to say? I was going to say, like, I read a book. It's called Sway, S-W-A-Y. It's the, the Irresistible Pull in right. Irrational Behavior. And it's basically what this book explains is, it's such a short book. And what basically explains is, why do we do the stuff that we're doing? So, for example, like, uh, why do we, why are we more likely to fall in love when we are in danger? Or why doctors, like 10 doctors call, you know, help diagnose a thing for this kid? Or like, why when we're in danger, mm-hmm. we act a certain way? Or like, why, you know, everyone's like, when, when they feel like they're a bit like anxious or like they're going to do something big, they feel anxious, etc. And right. they're scared and not do it. Why that happens? And it's mainly it's human nature. Because when you think about it back then, okay, when we were mm-hmm. all in the wild, yeah? It was kind of like crazy. Like, like you were scared. Like, back in the wild back then, they were kind of like, no one would throw themselves yeah. in danger, you know? Danger was around them, but they would try and avoid it as much as they can to survive. And that kind of carried, that kind of carried us, you know? We still have that. People want to stay in their comfortable zone. People, you know, want to, feel, like, want to be comfortable. Right. You yeah. know, we don't want to be like, exactly. like if, if you tell someone, like if you tell someone, like we're going to give you like 40, like t- let's say 30 grand every year, Okay. That's a guarantee, okay? But you're not going to be a millionaire in 10 years, all right? And if you tell someone else, we're not going to give you any money for 10 years, okay? But we're going to give you a business. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you an idea, okay? And maybe in 10 years, we'll be a millionaire. It's a maybe, okay? And we can't guarantee how much money you're going to get every year. Most people will choose to because do that it's just safer for them, right? It's kind of, I think, yeah, the whole uh, exactly. evolution of humans you just mentioned is a whole new podcast because sometimes I, I, I think about it. Obviously, we, we've come from uh, evolution, or, or at least we think so. That's what we've come to believe. But really, like, how did yeah. the first organism survive? Because that's, that's the thing that baffles me. There must have been like one initial thing that <laughs> would know completely nothing, it would have to like right. feed itself. And do everything. It'd have to be in a exactly. developmental phase, developmental phase, like we are born as babies. But if humans just like randomly dropped in one day and 
there was just a bunch of toddlers around. They, I don't think they would survive just because they need a parental figure to actually be able to do anything. Well, but um, yeah, I also uh, going back to the book thing. I think uh, the whole thing of uh, about books is it's actually really uh, good to read books just because uh, some people's whole lives could be written down in one book. And then you can literally read that book in a matter of a few hours and learn all their mistakes and all their pathways to success in a matter of a few hours, which took them maybe 80 to 100 years to do, which is always interesting. And I think the reason why people don't read as much books as they do is because uh, schools have made it in such a way. They basically, if someone tells you to do something and you like doing that thing, but they're making you do it, it's not going to be as enjoyable as uh, when you do it in your free time, for example. Sorry, we had a bit of technical difficulties. Right. Um, yeah, but anyway, carrying on with what we we're talking about. So we're saying about people not reading enough books. Mm -hmm. And, yep. and that, why do you think people don't read enough books? Like from your perspective, then? Uh, from my, from, from at least a personal perspective uh, point of view, I didn't read as much books as I did because of school. Uh, the school I went to made you read a book, and then you had to make free diary entries a week. Which for me at the time, <laughs> I mean, I really didn't care about books i just kind of wanted to play games and stuff so yeah. i think definitely there's a there's a implemented dread in people to read books and you have to find it within yourself to actually read the books you've got to read what you're actually interested in what's useful to you because if you're just going to read something you have uh, because you have to read it then it's not going to be as interesting and you're not going to want to do it it's just like if someone i've i've known people who really enjoy creative writing and yeah. enjoy doing it in their spare time but the moment the school makes you do creative writing about a certain thing it's going to become more of a chore but I, think, but I think that's, I think that's more of a personality thing though, because most humans, like most of us anyway, don't like to be told what to do. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. We kind of yeah. like want that's... to do our own thing because we want to do it, you know? That's the mm. problem. And that's why I think that's why the school system like fails us in the sense of that. Like the school system kind of implements you to be told what to do all the time and not kind of give you the choice. It, it to doesn't do or not. Yeah, it doesn't tell you it doesn't teach you how to tell people how to do the things you want them to do, for example. It tells you how to do it and it just sets you up for being a well, just a worker, essentially. It doesn't yeah. really teach you a lot of valuable things in life, like how to... You can obviously take business studies, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they when you, they it, it kind of doesn't exactly teach you how to no. do everything because it doesn't... It doesn't teach you... To be fair, like, I took business for A-levels, yeah? Mm -hmm. And if I say teach me anything about business, I'll say zero, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't yeah. teach you, like, with business, if you want to be a successful business person, okay? Yeah, I, I would say, no, that's a lie. I'd say, like, they teach me finance. I'd say finance, that was the most, the most important thing they teach me. That was it. Because, like, for me, you just have to have an idea, a vision, how to sell it. That's it. Literally, right. With school, they don't teach you any of this. It's not like <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, if I uh, did business GCC, and I've also gone to do A-level business, too. Uh, uh -huh. And to be fair, the most important, well, there's a, there's a lot of things you learn in business, but uh, it's just like with almost everything in real life. The theory will not be it'll hardly be similar to the actual real life that reality so of it. you can yeah. you can have you can have the business plan you can imagine how it's going to go but once you actually you're out there and you're trying to sell things then a lot think... of things could go wrong and a lot of things could yeah. go great and it's probably never going to be a textbook thing it's all going to be very 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 individual so yeah it's, it's just all you just have to really go with the flow you can have a plan but it's going it's very hard to stick to so like a very generalized plan is a lot better than a precise one because you can never yeah. predict what like no one would have ever predicted that in uh i don't know a year ago we, uh, no one would have thought a year ago we're going to have such a, a pandemic all right exactly so that's just a prime example <laughs> of it yeah it's, things can change look how rapidly things can change in six months yeah 
would be locked in for so long. Yeah, like I was thinking, like, what's going on right now in the world? Like, it's crazy what's going on. <laughs> like, thinking about it now, it's crazy what's going on in the world. Like, honestly, yeah, it's only when you look back on right. things, look back on everything in general in life, it, you just realize how messed up and crazy about, everything is. But it showed, it showed us, like, like it showed me, like, kind of like the 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 real view of people and things like the real people like you know right everyone, yeah like, how quick things can change when something man, goes everyone wrong. was like turned on survival mode <laughs> yeah it, i think a lot of people was fight or flight but the thing that really did uh make people this way was the media i really oh, i really did think it was 100 percent. also people by the way if if you've got like any like if you can't hear like any of us like properly for like a half a second or something it's because we're doing this like virtually like we're not actually right. in the studio together i'm just clarifying <laughs> Because people think we're together, we're not, okay? I'm at, his, I'm at my house, he's at his house. So <laughs> if there's any, you know, I bet you can't hear anything and stuff like that, it just, uh, yeah, it's just... It's the fault of the connection. <laughs> yeah, we will start next episodes, etc. Hopefully, it'll get better. Hopefully, it'll get better. Yeah, I mean, there's just it'll be a learning curve for sure. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, to people, mm. like, you know... Yeah. Get, like, yeah, we try our best. So yep. basically, yeah, but I'm thinking like everyone turned on survival mode, man, in this coronavirus thing. Like people were like straight, like the media made people go crazy. Toilet papers. What the fuck about toilet papers? <laughs> I was going mad. I was like, why is the world going crazy about toilet? Like, well, the, like is that the most important thing? <laughs> like, the the no thing that doesn't stop water. surprising me about it all is the fact no matter how dark the world could get, we're like according to the media, we're on the verge of World War Three at the very start of the year. Then we had oh, a man. pandemic. I mean the, the thing that surprised me was people just like they don't care they just people just make memes about it anyway <laughs> oh oh yeah 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 but like i'm thinking like just like it showed you the real side of people like people turned racist all of a sudden to like China, asian asian people, people overall yeah it was just yeah people turned racist all of a sudden and then suddenly people were like went on like survival mode yeah, like fighting people for toilet paper you know everyone went to the supermarket bought a shit ton of things that right now they're thinking oh shit where i'm gonna put all of that you know it's like yep. people went on survival mode quickly like as if you're in the wild like <laughs> people are just going crazy like i, I guess kill you for a toilet paper. Like, yeah i guess it kind of went back to the primitive mindset we we're talking about of 100%. people trying to survive out in the wild well, that, I think they definitely went back to it because it's implemented in core humanity. Like, just a lot of things are implemented in core humanity, but something has to bring it out. Man, like, I know someone that I'm not going to mention their name, but when the pandemic happened, he, all right, so their parents, okay, bought a fridge, all right, like a freezer, okay? They've mm-hmm. got actually a lock on it, okay? <laughs> just in case if everyone goes crazy and people go robbing houses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name who they are. Probably they are listening, they're like, oh, definitely some, but like... <laughs> It's crazy. I'm like, for real. It's like, better to be safe than sorry, but <laughs> exactly. But man, that's extreme. Like that's like a whole like apocalypse kind of. Stuff. That's just a whole new level of it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Like what was going on? Like all of a sudden, like you woke up one day, there was a virus in China. Okay, and then and then the next day we got to stay home. It's here. A week later. Oh fuck! It's home. It's just like, just like the U- U.S. elections, just because we're on a different. Uh, uh, well, basically, yeah, we've got different everyone. times. Like Europeans wake up and like what's happened with uh, Trump yeah. and Biden now. They're just like fighting over nothing, and there's loads of memes about Man. it. People think, to be fair, like people think that the U.S. election only affects America, but I'm gonna tell you something: it affects the world, man. It affects the world. It doesn't only affect America. It doesn't only affect America. Like, I guess on a, on a certain scale, everything that happens in the world has a smaller or larger impact on more than one person's life for sure. Like, I'm telling you something, like, whatever happens to America right now would affect what happens to Egypt. 
<laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, because there is there is a lot there is a lot of countries reliant on other countries. For example, 100%. yeah, Poland has quite a close uh, military relationship with America at the moment. It's yeah. being increased, so yeah, they can definitely like affect Egypt and Russia. It. Yeah, for example, it, it's just crazy. But yeah, like. It's just crazy what's going on through the world right now. You go to sleep, you wake up the next day, like there's something, like you look at the news, like there's something that's going to happen. Something great has happened, you know, mm. like nothing surprises me no more at this point. Like I'm sure I can't let people that listen right. to <laughs> At this nothing point, you just, I just, I just, I just kind of, things happens. There's things you can't change and there's things you can change. But I mean, uh, on a personal level, I try to look for the positives and everything. There's always going to be a positive, even to, to the most negative of things. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. But I just think, like, it's just crazy, like, right now, we kind of, like, our generation is kind of just, like, it's kind of sad that we no, don't get surprised by, like, major events no more. Like, you know, like... No, it's like, just part of a, daily a life. A virus or, like, a bomb somewhere, etc. We just don't get surprised no more. We're like, okay, you know, it's the normal. It's, 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 it's turned to a sad normal, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird how people can adapt to such things as well, such... Events we'd usually consider extraordinary to for them to become normality essentially. But see that kind of really okay. That's a very alright people. That's a very thing like a weird like correlation like a re- like sometimes can relate to. But like you know how like if you're born in like a rich family, you know what I mean? Like you're born like living in a mansion, etc. That's for you mm-hmm. is the normal. But then when you bring someone that lives in a normal house and look at your house like whoa, that's amazing. But you don't really understand that mentality. I lived in there like all the time. It's kind of like the same here. Like. If you go to like some other places where like the norm is not like here in England or etc., people will be like, "How are you living like this?" You know, and it's just... right. It's just how you grow up and what you're used to because, yeah. as you said, it varies from household to household. I mean, for some people, such a normality. There's always going to be someone that wants to have what you want, as I said before. Hundred percent. But like, it could always be. You could always be worse. I mean, yeah, you might have a bad house, but at least you have a house. Exactly. Like for me, I just think like, not gonna lie, like you know, when the pandemic happened and like coronavirus and stuff and people are like how do Chinese people eat that or etc and I'm like but bro for us like for example in Egypt okay because in Egypt like we don't eat like not a lot of people eat pork it's a very like you know because of their country etc the religion mm-hmm. the main religion in the country we don't eat pork and like so people in Egypt will look at like black pudding for example yeah the dessert mm-hmm. people will be like how do you eat this you know <laughs> it's kind of the same it's it's kind of the same when you look at china like people how they eat this but it's part of the embedded culture you know it's but it's ingrained in them yeah of exactly. course i mean that, that's literally for every single country even it's the norm when i came when i came to the uk uh i remember i i lived in a major city in poland and one of okay. the first things i asked my mom was where are the trams and i was obviously no trams <laughs> there's no trams in the uk but that's what i grew up with i didn't i didn't realize those countries that didn't have trams for example man like i had i had kind of the same thing i lived in cairo so i lived in the capital of egypt and then like i landed in london i was like okay that seems familiar okay fell asleep no offense to those people last is beautiful but then you go then you go to Laos. <laughs> but like i woke up in the car and i was like okay and you're like in the middle of nowhere and then, okay, right. that's cool. What am I going to do after nine at night? I'm bored. And there's nothing to do. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's, that's the thing with this uh, with big cities. <laughs> there's unlimited possibilities. And Ma- then you just like, in my opinion, Lauf is good for people that are retired. Because then it's, it's, a, it's a nice peaceful life. But then for people our age, like, well, it's just no use. There's nothing really that amazing or exciting always going on. Hardly ever, in fact. I must yeah, say. like, I just think, like, to be fair, like, in Egypt, like, if I'm bored at, like, nine or ten, I could drink up my mate. I'm like, hey, mate, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Let's go out. And you're out to, like, three or four. Or just, or just go meet new people. Exactly. If if you lived in a major city, but I mean here, like, 
you just get bored of the people like yeah plus like it's i don't know like i don't find like people no offense to me, like, oh, man we're talking so bad about that last is beautiful people by the way you're gonna come here and live here it's great it's, it's honestly it's nice for relaxation etc but yeah that's about it. but this is this is the thing we're just talking about this is not what we initially group and so this is why it's such exactly. that's why we, we have something okay, we have so something to com- compare to that's why yeah, we, we just don't give like people, it for example we just give people a different perspective like people that lived in love their whole life we give them a different perspective because i know people that lived in love their whole life and they hate big cities you know right I, I feel because at home it's just a change yeah, yeah it's just hard for them to comprehend it exactly like i feel at home in big cities i, I don't feel at home here i feel it's weird you know like like plus like people in here like especially in Laos, like being a colored person all right with an accent okay it's very hard walking in the street and kind of like don't you don't you don't get the looks like i for example if i'm in london i could speak like in whatever language i want to speak to. oh yeah exactly yeah? no one would say a thing it's just not but here there, but here, but here yeah, you speak, like 17 you or 18 thousand people you speak a different word and you're getting like you're broken getting looks, looks already you're getting the looks like honestly man okay like guys by the way i'm egyptian nationality egyptian all right but race-wise ethnicity i'm, I'm mixed i'm an afro-arab okay so for me i was like around here so like i was like we can leave that to another podcast about like race etc in the middle east because it's very it's very hard but basically i was here and i was looking you know when the pandemic happened and they terminated our contracts were at work etc so i had to look for a job right so I'm the kind of like, you know, grinding, but I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to put my CVs and I'm just going to go down and look for a job. That's what I do. So I went down into Laos looking for a job. Anyway, mm-hmm. I went to this shop. It's this woman. Okay, guys, it's basically, you know, that center in Laos. <laughs> okay. There's like a small shopping center kind of thing in Laos. And there's like clothes, like shops and antique shops, etc. Oh, so, I, right. I think I know what you mean. So, for people that live in Laos, you'll know that. So, I went to an antique shop, okay? There was an old woman that owned the antique shop. Okay, so I went in there with a nice smile. I've got a necklace that got Africa on it, okay? Uh, so, basically, because it just represents where I am. I've got my country on it. So right, yeah. Like, walking around. So, anyway, so I went to her. I gave her my CV and I was like, if there's any jobs available? She was like, no, there's no jobs available. I was like, okay. She was like, and if there was any, I wouldn't give it to someone like you. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what do you mean someone like me? She's like, oh, look at you. Look at your necklace. Look at your color. Look at your funny accent. I'm like, really? So I went out and made the scene. But like, these are the things that you see in the countryside because right. they're not used to see different people. You know, yeah, the audacity of some people, like how small-minded they are. It's not, it's not even crazy. upsetting. It's just, just funny, to be honest to me, because it's for someone to be like that, something bad has to be going on in their life. It Man, takes a lot more energy to be negative than it does to be positive and i've already but said think, that because it's so true yeah i just, I just think also it's like kind of because they don't see a lot of people that are like me or they don't see a lot of people that got my accent or they don't see you know this kind of thing because in laughs let's let's talk about it for real like not i would say like 85 percent or, or even more of it is like white mm-hmm. you know like you, you don't see a lot of diversity in this town no, and that's no, the no. problem that's just the problem, you know. I'm not even saying why, just diversity in general, like different languages, you know. But you go in a place like London, you know, and bro, you're just in a, you're in a swimming pool of cultures. Right, yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean that, that's not saying that there's no racists in London. There is, of course. But however, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just, it just a different, it's a different perspective. Like you feel more comfortable in that area because like, you can speak your language, you can be who you are and no one will really judge or care. Yeah, I I exactly know what you mean because I've had it happen to me, in fact, as well. But it's yeah, in, the more people there are, the bigger the diversification. It's just a lot nicer. Like, 
people people take offense to like i don't know people from poland coming over to the uk but really just just why it's not like people are taking jobs people don't want or anything it's yeah. like like i mean statistically i'm it's, statistically like i've met more all the dentists or most of the dentists i've met hardly any of them have actually been uh, like white uh, english people most yeah. of them have come from abroad because well english people might might not be able to do the jobs or just like, like not have the drive to to do such a job or go to university for so many years to be a doctor for example but see like i just think for like i think for here like as an immigrant you have to work i, I i'm not sure if you can relate to me but i think you will you, you gotta to work, work hard twice as hard you work yeah. twice as hard and people don't understand this like when people you say just it, take you for granted right people don't get it people don't get it when you say it, but we truly mean it guys you have to work <laughs> twice as hard. Like, i came to england I, I i could speak english but i spoke english like with i don't know it was like an american english okay but it wasn't as good. It was like, it, it, you can see it's my second language. Like, it wasn't as good. And, man, I was predicted to fail in my school, etc. And I had to work twice, triple as hard as everyone else to actually, you know, be at the same level as them, you know, to get that. Right. Yeah, it's just one of those things people really won't understand until it happens to them, for example. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. like I, That's why you just, don't actually see any English people go, oh, you hardly ever see any English people moving to... I don't know, uh, the Far East or the Middle East, because they just don't they were, want to be in such a situation as some people they are. They will only move there if they've got a job secured there. That's the thing. And that's that's the thing. Like, people only move there if they've got their job secured there, you know? Yeah, because otherwise, there, there'd, there'd oil, hardly be any chance. Like, who would uh, yeah. really just, well, who, it's just, it'd just be the exact same like it is here, or even worse, in fact. Yeah, but I'm telling you, in Egypt, man, like, people would people would do anything to get out of the country and go somewhere else to just have a better life. Because in Egypt, it's very hard. And I just have a better life. You don't think about work. You don't think I'm going to go down work. That's the analogy. Because some, yeah, I, I agree. That's strive. people. That's people's mindset. But also, sometimes the grass is always greener on the other side. It might look way better in the UK, but in reality, it might not be as good it's as it was in a different country. It's got the pros and cons, definitely. Like I think, like to be fair, like for all my Egyptian people that are listening now, like people, it's got the pros and cons. Don't expect it to be heaven. You know, nowhere is heaven. It's got the pros and cons. Definitely, yeah, the pros outweighs the cons. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. But however, it's everywhere got the pros and cons. And I hate it, you know, I hate it when people like here, why do you come to our country then? Like, I know after this, people will be like, oh, so it's got the pros and cons. Why did you come here? (laughs) I'm saying something. No one comes to the country thinking like, oh, England, I would go there. No, people go there just because they want a better life. Right, exactly. It's because, yeah, people go to America because there's so many opportunities and that's how it's just betrayed the land of opportunity. Land of dreams, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just... I just think like people like we come like immigrants come to your country etc because they want a better life. They don't think like oh England looks cool. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work like this. People. Hardly hardly any this. any time. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to actually end the podcast since we've made it a decent yeah. length now. So yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, well that that was it, people. So basically, we're just explaining who we are and like. What we're on about, and we spoke about different things. Here you go, a bit, a bit <laughs> random. We spoke about everything right now. That's that's the dynamics of the podcast, people. So we don't actually have one topic that we stick to. Okay, we have a topic. <laughs> topic. We carry on. Right. We carry on. That's that's the, that's the that's the good thing about it. So yeah. So we'll see you in the next episode, people. Yep. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast as much as we enjoyed making it. If you are interested in being featured in a future podcast, you can find our details in the description below. Please stay tuned for future episodes where we'll be featuring guests from all backgrounds. And thank you very much.